Hello and welcome back to Pictorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose and I didn't go to art school, but that doesn't stop me from continuing a lifelong love of learning about art and artists. And I'm Betty. I also didn't go to art school, but I definitely also love learning about art and still have not gone back into an art gallery, despite me saying a couple episodes ago that it was going to (laughs) happen. So at this point, I'm just staying in my house for the next 5,000 years. (laughs) Just like me. (laughs) But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about an entirely different kind of apocalyptic event. (laughs) And that's because today I just want to lead you through the kind of wild story and culture around the painting Saturn devouring his son. Uh, Yeah, I love this painting, but also hate it. (laughs) It's got a lot going on. So I will start with the I'm going to start with a little bit of background first before we get into describing the painting for people who might not be familiar with it. Um, but just a, just a little bit of fun facts about it. It is painted by the Spanish artist uh, Francisco Goya, um, who lived from 1746 to 1828. And this painting itself um, was painted sometime between uh, 1819 and 1823. And I'll get into more details of this in a bit, but it actually was originally painted directly onto the walls of his house, um, as well as 13 other works that were all collectively known as the Black Paintings. Now, after uh, his death, like kind of way later, these works were actually removed from the walls and put onto canvases so they could be publicly displayed. But that is why portions of this painting are actually in far worse quality than they would have originally been painted. It's theorized that like some of the details of this painting are a lot less uh, clear than they would have been originally, but it almost kind of adds to the <laughs> effect. Um, that's a good thing to keep in mind as we go forward is this was painted by a man on the wall of his house. I, yeah, I don't think I knew that because one of the things I was going to ask is like, I've seen some of his other paintings and this one does seem to be a lot more of like a looser brushstroke than his earlier work. And I was going to ask, is this like a style change he had in later life or is it, or is it because it's like sort of degraded or, or is it both? Oh, there's a lot going on historically with <laughs> when and why this was painted, but definitely some of it at least is due to just degradation over time. But with that kind of basic context in mind, would you like to describe Saturn devouring his son for the audience? For those of you who aren't looking at this painting, either in the chapter artwork or in the show notes, um, normally I would say look at it if you can, if you're not like driving. But if you're someone who has a weak stomach or don't like gruesome uh, images, maybe don't look at it because it is um, a bit disturbing. What I'm looking at is a um, vertical painting. It's actually very elongated in terms of portrait format. It, there, It's got a what seems to be a completely black background, although with a bit of texture, and in front of it is what looks like a man who is probably naked um, who, and he has long hair and he has his mouth open and he's holding what seems like a smaller person, but the person's head is missing, arms are missing, um, and it, it seems like the, the bigger man is eating this the smaller person he is holding, and the smaller person is also naked. So you can see like a part of the flesh being torn by his mouth is what it looks like, and you see like blood and red coming off of 
the person who's being eaten. There seems to be like really high contrast in the in the the way the figures are painted and the brushstrokes like do seem kind of choppy. Like it's not a totally realistic rendering of naked people who are being eaten i guess um but it is it but it so it's a little bit abstracted i guess i would say like what we were talking about before is like it even it almost makes it like more eerie and creepier (laughs) a really important note of this painting as well is that the facial expression on the larger figure who is eating the smaller figure it's wild and i say that not as in like the slang way that i use the word wild constantly but i mean like a wild animal it's feral yeah like i was gonna say like deranged or something yeah yep 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 the the eyes are really wide and you can see the pupil as if as as if like the eyes are gonna pop out of his head yeah he looks both horrified by what he's doing and also like rabidly into what he's doing which is eating a person yeah and the way his hands are like squeezed around the person is it seems like it's the grasp is so tight it almost looks like there's blood coming like from his hand like like the 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 figure is being like squished like in first year university i took an art history 101 class um so when i say i didn't go to art school i I did take some classes (laughs) in art history so no anyway not totally a lie but it was like a very basic you know just intro to art history class and the very first day the very first class the very first image our professor showed us was this we just walked in sat down she's like hi welcome to art history 101 and opens the powerpoint so it's this projected onto this theater wall (laughs) everyone is like what is this good morning class it's 8 a.m here's cannibalism (laughs) exactly so it is definitely so yeah my my kind of introduction to art history was this image (laughs) perfect this is a pretty famous image uh, at this point, but I'm, I'm going to back up now and explain just how this painting got painted on the wall of a man's home. <laughs> so like I said at the beginning, this was painted by uh, Francisco Goya. He was actually uh, quite a successful painter, um, and a lot of his work that was in public display uh, were much more cheerful it was like a lot of portraits it was religious paintings he he was popular among like spanish nobility and so he was like this forward-facing like portrait artist and then meanwhile he actually lived through a lot of really hard times um the french revolution happened when he was like in his 40s um which like really affected uh the peace of europe um and then like led to other wars, um, including Napoleon overrunning Spain, um, which is where he lived, of course. In the meantime, even before that, like Spain was ruled by this monarchy and the Catholic Church that like, it was not a super great place to live and a super great time to live in terms of personal freedoms. Um, And also Guaya himself, like since his 40s, um, he actually was ill and was left deaf after a fever when he was 46. Um, And he also had bouts of uh, severe depression. And so just sort of like personally, politically, health-wise, he was dealing with a lot. Um, He was carrying a lot of like struggles with him. (laughs) And he was not thrilled about the state of Spain and what was happening overall in Europe. And so in 1819, he 
bought this house, which is called Quinta del Sordo, uh, which is actually translates to Villa of the Deaf Man, which was named after a previous deaf resident. But then uh, Goya was also deaf at this time. And so it just kind of worked out. I don't know. I, I don't know if he bought it because of that or if it was just a coincidence. But I did think that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in the next four years when he lived at this house, he'd spent that time painting these 14 oil paintings like onto the walls of this house. Apparently, at first, he did, like, some more cheerful ones, and then he just, like, got more and more upset. Oh. <laughs> uh, he he had struggled with already, like, two uh, brushes with death from, like, very serious illnesses at this point. He was in his 70s at this point. And so he painted over, like, the more happy images to be these black paintings, which is what they are called. It's also very important to note that these paintings, including Saturn Devouring a Sun, were never named by him. He never left any notes about their interpretations, and he never intended them to be for public consumption. This was inside his private residence. He This is basically like his way of dealing with stuff and processing strife, um, and he never left anything that indicated he ever wanted anyone else to see these. Actually, that's really interesting. I I had heard that this painting may have, there may have been some, some other, something else underneath, like before so would this have been one where there, there might have been something happier underneath and he painted it over yeah that's what it sounds like i don't know how much of his house he had covered in happier paintings before he gave up and just like went full emo on it <laughs> um, but it certainly seems likely that this was one that like if you remove this which you shouldn't but if they had removed this it would be like a nicer thing underneath i don't know too much about goya but i do know about one of his other paintings which uh probably would have been maybe a like a definitely definitely was before this time um and it's called the third of may it's probably one of his other examples of something that's like kind of gruesome and gory um it's about the uh, like napoleon invasion of spain and basically it's this depiction of soldiers like shooting people and there's already dead people on the ground and there's like somebody who's about to be shot and it's it's also like quite a shocking image i i guess he already has definitely experience with painting stuff like this um but i believe that one was actually like meant for you know other people to be seen other or meant to be seen by other people whereas this is not <laughs> Yeah, this was done in 1814, so it would have been just a couple years before he moved into this house and started his own private painting situation. <laughs> but yeah, definitely similar kind of themes and with the darkness. And it is interesting when you you mentioned something about um, like the precision of breaststrokes, and you can tell the difference even just comparing these two paintings. It's not surprising that they're done by the same artist. I think you can definitely see the similarities, but you can see like there is just a lot more detail dedicated to this. Um, and it's hard to say how much of that is what's been lost of time and how much of that was he was painting on a wall at his house and he didn't care that much. <laughs> yeah. I should back up for a moment and say that this painting itself is uh, this didn't just come whole cloth from his brain. Um, thank God. This is inspired by a Roman myth, which was in turn inspired by the original Greek myth of this story of Saturn, who was like a great titan of the world um, who was told a prophecy that one of his sons would overthrow him. So every time one of his children would be born, he would immediately eat them. So that's not cool. Um, I believe he ate <laughs> five of his children before his wife hid the sixth child away and didn't let him eat him. The sixth child was Jupiter or Zeus and did eventually grow up to defeat his father. That's what happens when you eat your children. 
that's not great. <laughs> yeah. That's eventually someone's going to be like, we have to put a stop to this guy. <laughs> yeah. It is worth noting that in most kind of interpretations of the myth and depictions of the myth, the idea is that he swallowed his children whole because they're gods. And so the idea is like they continue just growing as gods in his stomach. And then like when Jupiter defeated Saturn, you know, the rest of the god just like sprung fully formed <laughs> from his stomach because they they can't be killed. Um so this depiction of this as this like animalistic, bloody, ripping to shreds act of eating is a deviation from the original conception of the myth. It's also, I I guess I'll start with this here. This was named Saturn devouring his son by someone else. That was the interpretation of what this was. But beyond the the ripping apart of this figure that deviates from the original myth, it also seems it's uh, hypothesizes actually first of all as a daughter um because parts of her figure do seem to indicate like like rounder hips and what might have been supposed to be indicating female anatomy not male anatomy so that's one feature is like it was it named saturn devouring his son just because of like a, a sexist assumption of the time like quite possibly and also they were like i don't know if this is saturn at all because this is like the Saturn in this figure is like eating an ad- adult, which is very different from the original myth where they were eaten as babies. So if it is supposed to be directly like a, an interpretation of that myth, it is a very it is a very different interpretation than the traditional myth. I think I guess because this was found after he died, presumably, and other people named it, for all we know, this could be something a totally different <laughs> like i mean it most likely is inspired by the saturn story but technically goya never said this is exactly what the story is like what or what my inspiration was so it's just kind of like an educated guess of what he probably was referencing would that be correct to say yeah and there are a lot of general theories on what he may have been trying to uh symbolize with this because considering everything that he had going on and his previous body of work is a it's pretty safe to bet that he was intending to symbolize something with this so some theories include like napoleon is saturn the french revolution is saturn the autocratic spanish state is saturn and it's eating its own citizens um it's just the whole idea of war it's the idea of the wrath of god it's the idea of old age devouring everyone with time like there are so many possible interpretations for what this could mean and what goya originally meant which of course we will Never know. I wonder if he would have been inspired, or he might have, or he might have known about this painting, because um, there is a painting I just put in the show notes uh, by the artist Peter Paul Rubens, and this was probably done in like the 1600s, which is also called Saturn Devouring His Son. And in this one, the son is actually a baby, but in this one, the Saturn figure is also kind of like ripping the baby's flesh a little bit. But this picture is definitely less gruesome than the Goya one. Um, it's still pretty creepy, um, <laughs> but it's 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 way less, like, you know, bloodier and, and like, terrifying. <laughs> yes. One of the articles I read did talk about this painting and pointed it as a probable inspiration for Goya's interpretation. So good eye there. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so that's the basic overview of this painting. There are so many different ways that it can be interpreted and perhaps was intended to symbolize, like, potentially lots of different things at the time. Um, Unfortunately, we'll never know if there was 
a specific artist's intention and what that was. However, as evident by the way that you talk about this was your first image in your art history class, like it's an incredibly famous painting that has very much stood the test of time, partly because it's so striking and evocative and there's so much to analyze in terms of what its place in history and what Goya was trying to symbolize and what it how it rings to the viewer, and also because in the past decade, decade and a half, it has become an incredible meme. (laughs) So uh, this is what I'd like to talk about for the last section of this podcast here is why, I guess not why, because I don't know why, and I don't think anyone knows why anything (laughs) becomes a meme, but I guess just the ways that Saturn devouring his son has been interpreted in meme form. (laughs) Have you seen this as a meme? I have, but I I would say I don't think it's often. Okay. It's definitely not like – the interesting thing is is this is a meme status is it's not like a normal meme where like it gets extremely popular and it's everywhere. Where I think it's just kind of been like a low-level thing where there have been – like the Simpsons have done a version of it. Like parodies of it just pop up everywhere. It's like everyone has put their own little spin on it because at this point it's referenced so often that people get like, oh, they're referencing like the giant man eating the little man even if you don't necessarily know the original painting that well. But I want to talk about two very recent examples because the, the the meme had a bit of a little popularity jump, it seems, in kind of late 2020. Mm, okay. Um, and so I would like for you to click on uh, that first link right there that I've sent you and let me know what you think of this. <laughs> okay, I will describe this for for the viewers. I actually have not seen this. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I've... I've yeah so okay so it is a parody of this painting um so it looks like um is this is this person called mr peanut yeah he he sure is (laughs) okay yes that's what okay it's 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 mr peanut who is a peanut (laughs) with arms and legs um and the top hat and a um spectacle or what is that monocle the monocle yes (laughs) <laughs> wearing a top hat and a monocle and with his mouth open similar to the Saturn and Goya's painting but he is eating a smaller peanut and he's holding that smaller peanut in a similar way uh, as the Saturn is the smaller peanut is also wearing a top hat and it seems like his jewel there's so what would have been the blood is replaced with I want to say peanut butter. <laughs> and then um, and there, it's like dripping out of his mouth and it like onto the ground. <laughs> I really like that the, this artist has captured the horror in the eyes. I think that's done very well. Yeah, it's it, for sure. Yeah, it's got that same creepy like wi- yeah, like wild look. <laughs> and in both paintings it's like the person who is doing the eating itself like he's horrified with the action but it seems like he can't stop (laughs) so do you remember the mr peanut super bowl ad from 2020 oh probably so the reason i don't is because i i don't get any i don't think i have any channels that can watch the super bowl i'm sure you can stream it now but i i don't watch the super bowl which is probably why i have i do not know about this. Okay, first of all, let me be really clear. I've never seen the Super Bowl. But so the the reason I asked is because this particular ad not it didn't go viral for good reasons. It, but it was like there it was like the main character of the internet for a week because 
<laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. I'm not, I'm just doing this from memory because I don't care enough to look up the actual details. But basically, the company that like owns the character, Mr. Peanut Planters, like the nut company, did this whole ad campaign where they were like, Mr. Peanut is dead. <laughs> Like they're like Mr. Oh. Peanut's gonna die, oh and then in the God. Super Bowl ad, I guess like he got reincarnated as a tiny baby Peanut who's like cuter than the old Mr. Peanut. It was very dystopian, and they were like, "Why did you kill a Peanut?" I just Google imaged it. I'm not. I'm not watching like the video yet, but this baby Peanut looks really creepy (laughs) yeah it's so creepy so and he's still wearing like the top out anyway and so the point and so right after this ad went out this artist um whose name is uh nina matsumoto she saw everyone talking about the ad and she was like all right i gotta do this so like 2 a.m she whips up this (laughs) this digital painting (laughs) of this throws it up she's literally said that she um post low quality stuff late at night so that not as many people will see it because she doesn't want to lose followers and then it went really viral because everyone is like that's so funny um (laughs) and so it got really popular on twitter and then there was this whole insider article which will be in the show notes where she talks about this inspiration and she was like i just had this idea in my head of like the older mr peanut eating the younger mr peanut and i know that's not what happened in the ad but i still think it's so fascinating they killed a mascot in this really weird (laughs) way (laughs) and she was like also it's interpreted that goya painted this as an allegory for the spanish autocracy devouring its citizens and then she said mr peanut is clearly part of the wealthy elite i mean look at how well dressed he is so there's something to be said about that too That's great. So that's um, Mr. Peanut devouring his son. Very disturbing as well. (laughs) So disturbing. And then the last one I have to show you today, what I would like to end this episode on, is in one way, a lot less creepy. In another way, much more disturbing. So can you click that last link for me? <laughs> um, <laughs> so this one, also a parody of the this painting, is what appears to be a woman who is blue. She's got long black hair. Oh, uh, I guess before I describe the contents, it's painted in uh, like a flat, cartoony, 2D artwork type of style. Yeah, so the woman is holding what seems to be a similar thing figure as the person in that Saturn painting, except this one, it seems like the person is clothed and doesn't have like the curvy hip shape uh, as in the other painting. And she's also chewing on like the side, what seems to be the arm and there's like, you know, red splotches, which presumably is blood. Um, And yeah, she's also got that similar expression on her face, except this is in like a more, much more minimalist 2D type of way. Yeah, so just does this kind of design style look familiar to you at all? Um, it kind of reminds me of like YouTube videos that are like or like I, I don't know, I, I kind of like a Curse Gazette YouTube video <laughs> art style maybe. I I'm, I know they're not the only one who do this type of style, but that's why I think of. So this was a digital art piece that circulated in like late 2020. I tried to track down the original artist and it does appear to be from a an artist who now has a privated Twitter account. That's the only like link I could find to any original poster and I can't confirm it because they're private now and because they're private now, like I'm not going to link to them. Like if they're private, they want to be left alone for some reason or another. But suffice it to say, 
This got out there on the internet. It quickly became incredibly circulated um, because it's the whole, I I think the original caption was something like soulless corporate art, like (laughs) mother devours her son or something like that. (laughs) Like it's this whole idea of parroting this art style and using it to depict this gruesome thing, but in this very flat, colorful, soulless (laughs) art style that everybody uses like facebook airbnb hinge google youtube like everyone uses this art style um it's that's true it's i think it's technically called allegria uh, lots of people have lots of different names for it but that's like the official name that people who illustrate in it call it is allegria uh, it's based on organic shapes vibrant colors and exaggerated <laughs> forms and the whole thing is like ev- every person depicted this art style was like made of pretty simple shapes um, and they're all tend to be very much in motion they're all very flat uh and scalable like it's very easy to make these kind of fill into whatever space you need for them and they're also often like not human colored and not human shaped they'll have like extremely long legs and arms they'll all be blue or purple or orange because if you want to just sort of share the vague idea of diversity you just make everyone look not human and then everyone's (laughs) diverse (laughs) i think a while ago i had mentioned like graphic design is kind of at a stage right now or in the last few years you know the design trends swing back and forth all the time and it just seems like right now there's like a really big push on like minimalism like everything is has become really geometric and simple and just distilled into simple shapes and I think definitely there like a lot of people just hate that because it's you know minimalism is just a lot of people just hate it a lot <laughs> like and 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 but and there's definitely like a sense of I guess like blandness to it is um but it's just interesting how this art style is usually associated with like cutesy corporate figures and and this artist is just like it is gruesome (laughs) i think that's why it got so popular and that's why i love it too is because all of these corporations that use this cutesy little art style are almost universally horrible like all incredibly exploitative in a hundred different ways and yet they use this little art style to be like we're so diverse and approachable <laughs> and cool we're not like other companies we're a cool company it's like okay well you're union busting for the 10th time this week and you exploit international workers and like you're horrible but everything can be solved with a cartoon <laughs> exactly it's like we're not big tech we're colorful tech and it's like okay but i love the idea of like taking that art style and being like yeah they're eating you alive <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I I think that that's great. And I can see how a lot of people who kind of hate this, you know, corporate crap, I guess, would really find that um, relatable. It's just so funny to toggle between these, because I feel like they're representing like the two types of modern humor, where it's like, both ideas are taking something very silly and very serious and smashing it together. But one's doing it and like, this is a peanut (laughs) in this kind of realistic gruesome image the other one is like we have made the gruesome image two-dimensional and it's ironic now yeah i i really like that this artwork has kind of inspired oh well, like other artworks but just other interpretations that could be 
like vastly different, but 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 still embody this like horror, like this horror that <laughs> this this subject matter um, is like evoking in people when I see it. Yeah, I think that if he did originally mean that as an allegory for how Spain treats its citizens, I think that this corporate tech art thing is the perfect <laughs> is the perfect modern interpretation. I, a thing actually I was going to ask you about this painting um, is, have you ever seen or heard of the show Attack on Titan? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Um, for those who haven't heard or either haven't heard or haven't seen it, it's, it's an anime show, but it's real, like, it's really popular. It's, it's become like so popular. Like, I don't know, it's like Game of, Game of, uh, what was it called? It's like Game of Thrones or something, except I think probably better. Um, but <laughs> so, like, anyway, so, um, it, it's, um, a show about these giants called Titans who eat people. <laughs> so, um, and I, I am actually not sure. So, like, people can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I believe the creator of Attack on Titan was, if not overtly, like, inspired by this painting, would have been inspired in some way. Um, so I just I put a couple of pictures, I put some of the less gruesome versions of pictures <laughs> from the show because it is a pretty violent show um, of like some of the images of the Titan eating people. But like when I first watched Attack on Titan, like because in the first episodes, they, they, spoilers, they start eating people. <laughs> I, I immediately thought of this painting because it, it just reminded me uh, of this. And the show also, you know, is known for really horrifying imagery. I'm pretty sure like there would have been at least some inspiration from the creator for uh, Attack on Titan and I just think it's it's interesting that you know again like hundreds of years later it's inspiring like artworks by contemporary artists and like TV shows. Well there you go. If you want just a full television show version of Saturn devouring his son <laughs> You can go find it. <laughs> exactly. I would like to end this on a fun little question. Uh, if someone was to do an artist rendition of you devouring your son, who would your son be in the picture? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I would, I'm so glad I don't have children because then I would, this question would be so much worse. Um, but I would think I probably I would... It would be one of my older YouTube videos that I hate. Okay, I want to clarify. You don't have to actually eat the thing. I'm saying that in an artist rendition, if someone was to pick you eating it, what would you be eating? Yeah, please take any one of my older YouTube videos and rendition as me devouring it because I, I hate so many of them. I just kind of want them to go away. I mean, I could, you know, delete them or make them private, but I just feel like, you know, Anyway, it's uh, th that's the only thing I can think of because it's like the videos I make are kind of like my babies. And at some point, like when I first made these videos, I was like, oh, this is so great. But then like usually three months later, I look back at it. And I'm like, oh, this is crap. <laughs> See, there you go. So you're doing you're doing the full Saturn devouring his son where it's an interpretation of like your child's an adult now and now you hate him. And so you have to eat him. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, if I have children in the future, I hope they don't listen to this episode. <laughs> It's fine. You didn't get a prophecy they were going to defeat you. You it, Nobody okay. has to eat anybody. For the record, mine would be my cat. Um, I oh. love her very much and no harm shall ever befall her or I'll immediately die. But I think it would be so funny if, if it was like a painting of me eating my cat um, <laughs> because she's my baby. Yeah, that's – well, 
You know, I've always heard about like, you know, cats might like eat their owners if they die, but it would be funny if it was the other way around. <laughs> but- oh, wait, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's funny. That's like ironic then. So thanks everybody out there for listening to this episode of Victorial. Um, please don't eat your children. You can find <laughs> our show notes and links to all those things that we talked about today uh, at relay.fm slash pictorial. Click on things at your own risk, I guess. <laughs> You can also find us on Twitter or Instagram at pictorialpod. And you can find me on Instagram at aspiringrobotfm. And you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at articulationsv. And I am also on YouTube as articulations. And speaking of YouTube, we also have a YouTube channel, Pictorial Podcast, where we upload video versions of our audio episodes. Usually a few weeks after the audio version has come out. Uh, It's a little bit behind, but uh, we are slowly catching up. Uh, So you won't see this one on the YouTube channel for a while, and that might be a good thing. (laughs) Thanks for listening, art enthusiasts.